Hello and welcome. I'm Russ Kleiman, Global Leader of SEI Ventures. Today we are joined by Ashley Luthi, Director of Solutions for SEI's Private Banking Unit. Ashley is joining me today to discuss five key themes in the client experience, hyper-personalization, frictionless, gamification, education, and social. When we think about leading digital brands such as Google, Facebook, Amazon, and others, they've all set themselves apart from the rest of the pack by mastering the client experience. These experiences we have with these platforms impact our expectations for digital interactions we have with other brands. They impact everything from purchasing of groceries to working with financial service providers. We're also seeing fintech startups emerge in the ecosystem with these themes in mind as they seek to disrupt existing sectors or create entirely new ones. Today we're going to talk about how these themes play a role in the banking space and how they can leverage these key themes to attract and retain the next generation of clients. Ashley, we're thrilled to have you join us today for this discussion. Great to be here, Russ. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about client experience today, an area in which I've been passionate about for over two decades. Awesome. So first, let's take a bit step back and love you to briefly introduce yourself, the line of business, and the clients that you serve. Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashley Luthi. I lead the SEI Private Bank Units Wealth and Investment Management Offering for large RAs, banks, trust companies, and asset managers. We focus on building out services and solutions that support the entire client lifecycle, such as prospect and client management, uh, things with digital onboarding and portfolio management with complementary services around business intelligence and elevated advisor client experiences. Our offering today drives sustainable growth and firm productivity for these organizations, as well as helps them create and manage differentiated client experiences in a scalable way. What are the one or two favorite brands that you think about today when you think about client experiences? And it doesn't have to be you know, financial services specifically, but what do you love about those brands or those client experiences and what they deliver for you? This is a hard one since there's, there's so many good experiences out there that um, I interact with on a daily basis or I've seen. Um, though for me right now, I would have to say CVS for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, their, their mobile experience contains everything I need to manage my health in a personalized, frictionless, educational, and interactive way. For example, the app contains my vaccination records for easy viewing if I need to um, display them or I need that information, my entire family's prescription history uh, with insight into what prescriptions are available for reorder and may need to be renewed is all in there. Uh, they make it really easy then too to action off of that, to order my prescription, prepay it, and even have it delivered to my house all from the app. So it's really frictionless and it takes less than two minutes in and out, which is great when you're really busy and running around. Um, second, I'd say the services I can invoke within the app. Right? So it's not just about uh, ordering my prescriptions and, and viewing different things, but I can invoke a prescription to be renewed. So I can actually uh, tell or initiate the, the pharmacy to call my doctor and have that renewed if it does need to be just by checking a box and they'll co contact that physician for me. So it's really one less thing for me to handle, simplifying my life. Um, or if I need to get tested for COVID-19 or anything uh, that's coming up, maybe schedule a flu shot, you could do that all really easily in the app, fill out all the authorization forms that are needed, schedule it, and you're good to go. And the last, I'd say they, they have a minute clinic service in there as well. 
So it's fully rounded out with all the services that they provide. If I'm not feeling well, it's very easy to find a place to go. Um, and it's uh, very easy to do telehealth appointments. So if I don't wanna go somewhere, I can actually do something over the phone. But again, just really easy to schedule things um, that surround my health and get all the information that I need. That's awesome. It's interesting. I don't think people think about kind of the, you know, the pharmaceutical CVS as, as providing these types of experiences. But I think, you know, given the climate and, and, and how things are, you know, the convenience, accessibility, and some of the key traits that we're about to chat about really kind of are highlighted in, in, in a lot of the examples that you've given. So with that in mind, so let's dig into these five key themes a bit more and think about things such as hyper-personalization, frictionless, gamification, education, and social. And which elements would you say are the most important in the banking space today and, and, and why? And even so, if there's some that you maybe think are currently underrated. Sure. So I really believe they are all very important elements to have um, within the banking space and, and really within any industry when you're thinking about um, your client experience. Uh, it's really that combination of all five that create an experience for a client that feels effortless and supportive. However, if I had to pick, I would say hyper-personalization and frictionless would be the two that I would focus in on. Uh, within the banking space. So clients right now more than ever are focused on simplifying their life. Uh, they value a trusted partner and are really looking for a digital experience that is tailored towards their needs and fosters the relationship with that organization and contains those high value interactions that I spoke about when I was talking about that CVS app, right? I just brought up that CVS mobile experience. Uh, the features I mentioned were personalized, frictionless, they were actionable, um, and they can travel with me because it is in this mobile experience. Accessible features that made it easy to manage my health right at any time, which in turn fosters that relationship with the organization and brand, which is why I thought of them when, when you had asked me that question. So these are things that are important within the banking space as well to really build out that client experience. And from a banking perspective, you would be thinking about everything you can do to make it a financial hub, financial wellness, right? Or a life hub. So, what are the things that I, you know, can make it frictionless, um, personalized, uh, actionable, things along those right. lines? Now, the great, great items that you've called out. It, it, it's almost like that that transition into that buy it now button that we all come to, you know, love or hate, depending upon how often the deliveries are given to your home. Um, but I, it's almost like those elements manifesting themselves. Um, in different ways that is both, you know, frictionless, actionable, personalized, you know, all the elements that you're kind of calling out. Um, one of the things that we keep seeing in the space, and you touched on a couple of elements that I think that, that leans into that, especially around the personalization, is this emergence of kind of artificial intelligence really becoming ubiquitous. And in, in essence, if you're not really looking at AI across the value chain of delivering a great client experience, you're really missing the opportunity. How do you see, you know, this notion of artificial intelligence really manifesting itself and playing a role within the banking space? And how do you see this really tying into things like personalization? So when you think about um, hyper-personalization, right, to really do hyper-personalization correctly uh, and in a scalable way, it's going to require AI to do that, machine learning and natural language processing. Right? Without those technologies, it would be really hard for banks to support that hyper-personalization within the experience at scale. Hyper-personalization is all about building unique client profiles that will learn and adapt over time based on the client's behavior. 
So users, client preferences, location, activity history, past and upcoming events, uh, to provide that type of experience. So for example, if I think about the banking industry and how they could potentially leverage it, they could deliver personalized messages uh, to, to clients based on activity that we're seeing, right, that the system's seeing. So for example, if the bank knew um, I, as an individual, was moving, they could display educational content within my experience that's focused on mortgages. They could also push lending products to me as well, as uh, to provide insights into how the mortgage may impact my financial wellness. So there's a couple different ways that it could be leveraged and used, but all very insightful and timely things um, for me that are personalized towards myself. Uh, great, great points, and I think you're actually calling out a couple of uh, trend that we are seeing in this space as well, which is this notion of this convergence of what I'll call traditional banking products and services and wealth management really converging together. Um, we've all seen, you know, traditional robo-advisor players that now offer checking and banking services, debit cards, credit cards, um, and then others that maybe started in the lending space offering investments and wealth management solutions as well as traditional banking services. So given your lens on the banking segment one of that, and, and, and that kind of key convergence trend, how do you see this playing a role in the space in the years to come? Uh, historically, banks were more focused on banking services, uh, but what we are beginning to see is the emergence of wealth management within banks and how those units are really beginning to lead the decision making within the bank. Um, and we're seeing this too because you know banks really they had that pri the private wealth or the high net worth clients and historically they they were only offering banking services. Things are moving more towards that total financial wellness. Clients are really looking um, to have all those aspects, so not just the banking services, but really looking across uh, their financial wellness. Right. So banks are uh, will look to unify. What we're seeing is banks are going to look to unify their wealth management and traditional banking lines of business to really create these client-centric unified wealth management platforms that will consist of these differentiated experiences that we're talking about. And it's not just about the experience too, right? It would be about the advice, the product mix, as such as ESG and digital currencies will start to be introduced uh, there. Uh, they're gonna look to cross-sell products and services across these lines and deliver new digital experiences that contain more proactive, frequent and transparent information, which is really focused on that client's total financial wellness. So interactions with clients will become more planning-led and will encompass not only investments, but also other aspects that contribute to a client's financial well-being, so the banking, the health, tax planning, and things along those lines. Also, delivering quality advice and trusted engagement via mobile digital experiences is going to really be key. So I, I spoke in the beginning about how the CVS app was mobile and moved with me. Um, well, well, that's going to be expected by clients going forward, right? Bikes, and, and these banks are going to look at what they've done throughout the pandemic, and they're really going to look to expand upon that hybrid advisor-client interaction model uh, created during that and begin to fully leverage new technologies such as cloud AI and advanced data security to support uh, these new strategies. Um, great comments, and it, it gets me thinking when, when, you know, when you have this convergence of product services, personalized advice that's holistic and really looking at it from a financial well-being perspective. How do you see things like personalized education really coming into play relative to that topic, given, I would guess, the convergence, but also how do we make sure that consumers are educated and understand 
the the interactivities that come along with that and how does that potentially even become a companion to that personalized advice that that a wealth manager is delivering so financial literacy is is a huge thing that a lot of people are focusing on right and not everybody you know a lot of people actually don't know enough about uh, finances and investments and 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 different things that surround your financial wellness so with what you're, we're going to start to see is education that pops up and insights that pop up that are contextual in nature. So this is where if you are looking at a particular area within an app, or let's say you are looking at mortgage type stuff, that it would be contextual in nature and it would actually pop up information that teaches you about, let's say, that investment or that um, product, that mortgage product, but it would really be more insightful, timely and relevant to what you're doing within the experience. Right, right. What, one of the things that it, you, you had actually touched on it from a language standpoint earlier on is this notion of kind of tracking a client's goals and really, you know, tying into what's important to them um, in terms of their experience. When you think about tracking goals, sometimes the, the language of gamification uh, is, is not necessarily aligned to the wording of goals, but you know, you think about a client's experience and how maybe they'll set, you know, fitness goals or other types of goals to try to achieve. How do you see the notion of gamification really emerging into the client experience in a way that maybe doesn't have the language that people think about in terms of maybe competition with others, but almost competition with themselves and trying to achieve those goals over time? So you mentioned goals. Uh, if you have goals, let's say you're saving up for something, right? Um, or maybe you have a goal to pay something down. So looking at the different information that we would have on the client, as such as, such as their their bank accounts and what they're spending, is they, they could set small goals within the app. Insights could pop up that say, hey, if you saved $5 here, right, you could obtain your goal X amount quicker. Or why don't we try another thing that could pop up? But you know, why don't we try spending less on dinners? You're going out to dinner a lot, from what we're seeing from the transactions. If you went out to dinner two times less, you would be able to obtain your goal this quicker. So I think you know, being able to raise that, and then the client being able to accept that challenge, some more challenges, and then we could track and say whether or not you hit it. So to me, it's like smaller, smaller shifts uh, mm -hmm. that they can attain that impact. Uh, their goals and then obtaining right. those goals sooner. Yeah, definitely. I think that's and and it's combined with that wealth manager's guidance and advice along along that journey as well as in terms of what's the best way to help achieve those goals and those key milestones. Absolutely. When you mention that, it makes me think of uh, one of the things that we say on our side as far as advisor as a coach, right? So the the advisor is still extremely important in the relationship, and um, to us, when we think about the client experiences that we want to deliver. Uh, it's all about setting that advisor up as a coach and really showing the advisor's uh, value add. Yeah, it's an interesting you bring up the advisor as a coach. I think that's one of the things when you think about, you know, going back to a little bit of the notion of, um, you know, artificial intelligence um, and things like next best action recommendations and, and personalized engagements. When you think about really powering that financial advisor, that wealth manager in the banking enterprise, how, how do you see potentially this set of technologies, this notion of personalization, the notion of next best action, really powering and helping to supercharge that advisor to be, you know, a better coach, to help them be more focused? Any thoughts relative to, to that particular domain? 
Yeah, I think so. Being able to raise insights to the advisor so that the advisor can be more proactive with the client. Um, I also feel like there's a lot of actions that the advisor takes that the client's not necessarily as aware of that really impact and add that value. Uh, so being able to show that within the client experience, the actions that the advisor took and how those actions really impacted the client. Um, but all in all, I'd see the insights that we can raise to that advisor uh, in looking at the data that we have, that um, comparing their clients to other clients that have been successful from a goal perspective, uh, giving suggestions, and then allowing uh, that advisor to either say that this, this suggestion would work for this client or not, but it's really kind of setting them up. Awesome. All right. So let's pull out our crystal ball a little bit and fast forward and, and think about, you know, when we think about these themes, which do you think will be most important, say, five years from now? And, and will they be some of the same you know, themes that we've, we've touched on today? Or do you think others will rise to a new level of importance? So hyper-personalization and frictionless, I, I believe, will continue to be important, especially with the next generation of wealth management that's coming. Uh, this generation of, of clients is, is diverse, broad, right? they're mobile, they're tech savvy, and they really want to learn. Um, with that being said, I could also see gamification and education beginning to rise in importance in the next five years, uh, providing experiences with those on-demand tools that really allow them to assess, monitor, and determine the best approach to a financial decision or a life goal will be extremely important uh, because that next generation of wealth uh, does like to do the research and get in before really interacting with an advisor or a bank. Um, they'll also find value in that contextual education that assists them in making decisions that are right for their financial well-being. So I would say those those two, I would, I would start to see a rise. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. We about wraps up our time for today. I wanted to thank you for your insights and perspectives and uh, we can certainly book some time on the calendar in the future to see if some of these predictions hold true and we'll kind of see where the market bears and see if any new themes arrive uh, within the framework. Sounds great. Thanks for having me.